Well, hey there. Welcome to This Good Word. And uh, this is episode 171. My name's Steve Weens. And this one's titled, What Are You Supposed to Do With Those Lemons? Question mark. Uh, I want to talk today about how to take meaningful action to change something when the circumstances in your life aren't what you want them to be and those circumstances are not changing. That's what I want to talk about. This is a little bit of a part two from last week, uh, which is called An Alternative to Pushing Through, which I talked all about, uh, you know, instead of just cranking it, just keeping on going, doing the deal, to actually stop and remember why it is that you got into this thing, that now you're just pushing through, that now you're having to dig deep to keep going. Uh, the alternative to pushing through last week was stopping and taking a moment to talk, reflect, remember why it is that you got into this thing in the first place, this job, this relationship, this project, this graduate program, this uh, whatever it is that, na- that started so strong and so beautiful, but now it's just pushing through. The alternative to pushing through is stopping and remembering why it is that you got into it in the first place and then trying to wait for and even pray for and meditate on a way to open that's bigger than brainstorming, bigger than pros and cons, but it's kind of like the spirit of the Christ uh, showing you a new way to do something that you've always done in the same way differently. That was last week. This week I want to talk about Uh, what you're supposed to do with those lemons anyway. So this week is a little different. I want to talk about, again, how to take meaningful, mindful action of change when the circumstances aren't going to change. Folks, I'm recording this on Monday, November 5th, which is the day before the big midterm elections here in the U.S. Uh, Even if you don't live here, you know what's going on. You know that uh, the the U.S. may be maybe the most polarized we've ever been, uh, though maybe that's overstating it, but it sure seems like that. And there's people that are saying perhaps uh, the Democrats are going to take control of the House of Congress. Uh, I don't know that many people are saying that the Democrats are going to take control of the Senate, but you never know. And uh, so people are, other people are saying, no, the Republicans are going to hang on to both. And um, no, no matter what side you are on, the reality is that we're going to wake up uh, on Wednesday morning and, and you're, you're listening to this, um, having lived through a couple of days post-election, so you know what happened. But I'm recording this on November 5th. And here's the prediction is that no matter how November 6th turns out, there's going to be weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth by one of the sides. It's going to be this really huge reaction. And then, folks, the immediate story on the news is going to be starting Wednesday, November 7th. Here it comes. You know what I'm going to say. You know what I'm talking about. The midterms, can't wait for the midterms to be over. Can't wait for that conversation to be over. Well, you know that the conversation, the news stories are immediately going to turn to the presidential candidates for 2020. And it's just going to be the same old cycle, the same old anger, the same old vitriol. Uh, The chess pieces maybe have moved a little bit, but 
Twitter's going to be the same old dumpster fire. And anxiety is not going to lessen after November 6th. We know that, right? So using the midterm elections as a kind of case study guide I, I and a backdrop maybe, I do want to talk about how to be mindful of the change that you can make no matter what side of the aisle that you fall on regarding Republican or Democrat here in the U.S. But I want to broaden it out to say that no matter what situation you are in, how do we, how do we actually, beyond the cliches of making lemonade out of lemons, how do we actually do meaningful, mindful change when our circumstances aren't changing? Because if you feel like you can only be happy or you can only be joyful uh, when your circumstances change, you're just going to have a really long, painful, dissatisfied life. No matter what you are in, uh, if your circumstances are what drives your contentment, your happiness, your joy, your peace, your inner calm, your zen, whatever it is you want to call it, then it's going to be a real long ride. So let's talk about it. I want to tell two stories to set us up. And the first one is that every morning, right around 7.30, sometimes 7.35, sometimes 7.40, my son Isaac and I get in my 2006 Toyota Highlander Hybrid, <laughs> and we head off for school. Now, that's after making sure he has breakfast and he has brushed his teeth, made his bed, uh, gotten his computer in his bag, backpack, gotten his lunch made and in his backpack, that his uh, bed is made, teeth are brushed, hair is brushed. I mean, all that stuff, you know, and for some reason, 11, you still got to kind of move step by step with that. <laughs> oh, Lord. So anyway, we, we get in the car and then for about the next hour, I am in the car. Uh, sometimes I drop him off at school and then head on into my office. Uh, sometimes I go back home and work here in the basement in my home office where I am record where, where I record most of these podcasts. I'm looking out in our backyard onto the willow trees and it's a very gray day here in Minnesota. Um, but I'm in the car for about an hour at Monday through Friday morning, right? It's not talking about afternoon, picking up kids from practices and all that stuff. It is it is five hours per week, per morning, 7.30 to 8.30. That's my life. Now, uh, I was getting a little grousy about this because I've done this for about a year and change now. He started going to this new school uh, last year, so I did it all last year. And then uh, obviously this year, and now it's November, so a year and change. And man, I just started getting like, oh, this is just, oh, eh, eh. Uh, I, I wish I had that time for, for creative thinking and better in the morning with writing and sermon prepping and just thinking creatively. And so I, I just started to get a little, a little kind of grousy about it, right? And, um, but here's the deal. Um, you know, we have a division of labor in our household, two, two adults, me and my wife. And um, my job is to get the kids ready for school and to drive Isaac to school. It's one of my jobs. And I suppose that could be negotiable, but we're not there yet. And, you know, regarding that would be a good thing or bad thing for either one of us. So that's my job. That's my deal. That's what I'm doing. 
it is not going to change, at least for the current reality. There's no helicopters that could take him to school. (laughs) There's no buses right now. Uh, I'm just going to get in that car and take him to school. So I can grouse about it. I can whine about it. I can lament when traffic gets bad. And we've been using the Waze app, W-A-Z-E, which uh, it's actually pretty great. It's sort of a, it it calculates the best route. So we get all these different routes to the school. And uh, even this morning, we actually decided to go against Waze to see if we could beat the system. And uh, we didn't. The the way that Waze was taking us was faster than the way that we chose to go at the very end. You know, so super funny. Anyway, um, circumstances isn't changing. I am going to be driving one hour per morning, Monday through Friday. So, uh, you're 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 already thinking about how to make this better. But this this actually took me a while. And you are way smarter than me. But you already know, like Steve. Why don't you think this way? Like you're such an idiot. Well, it didn't take me that long, but it did take me longer than I thought to realize, now wait a second, of that one hour, a half an hour, 35 minutes per day, Monday through Friday, is me and my one, my oldest son in the car. And we can talk together. I mean, we, that's like our date every single day. Now, he isn't always up for talking about big things. In fact, it's kind of hard for me to pull stuff out of him most of the time. But once I kind of made that switch in my mind, uh, everything, everything did change. And it's like, I still don't love the fact that I'm in the car for an hour every morning. But now that I'm thinking about it, like I can use this time to really talk. So actually this morning, we talked about the midterms. We talked about good Republicans, good Democrats. We talked about, I, I just kind of told him the, the essential, uh, fundamental sort of outlook on government, big government, Democrats versus small government, Republicans, and some of the nuances. And I told him about some friends of ours that were both Republicans and then Democrats. And so I tried to really sort of paint a picture about how you know, um, man, the process is pretty broken, but there's really good people who vote a certain way because they believe certain things. And because he said, dad, who are we voting for? Dad, what are we, you know, it's so great. I love that. And so I tried to just expand the conversation. Well, that was just today. And we're listening to all kinds of different music. His current favorite band right now is Switchfoot. But uh, I'm introducing him to all my old faves, you know, to see if he likes them. He likes Coldplay a lot. Doesn't really like the Counting Crows, which, man, doesn't really like Oasis, which, man, haven't even tried to play R.E.M. for him because I know he wouldn't like that. (laughs) But he's getting his own uh, taste, and it's kind of fun to see. So that was that's a small way uh, that I, the circumstances didn't change. But man, I reframed that whole that whole time in the car, at least those 35 minutes where I'm together with Isaac. I, I, I reframed that, that time that was kind of annoying to me into a date with my son. And I'm not kidding you. Uh, here's what he said to me lately. Recently, he said, Dad, this is my favorite time of the day every day. Come on. My favorite time of the day every day. It's just me and you, Dad. I mean, come on. Come on. That is pretty cool. 
that is pretty cool. So that was a way that, you know, I didn't change the circumstance, but I sure did change my outlook and my perspective on it. So before I tell my second story, I want to pause. Like what thing in your life right now is kind of annoying? Um, maybe it is around you have a long commute. Well, I, I, there's lots of great podcasts out there that you could listen to. There's lots of great stories that you can listen to on audiobooks. There's an, there's an app called High Books, which includes a ton of books, and it's like the Netflix for audiobooks. It's called High Books. I'll put a link to it on the show notes. And, and this is not an advertisement for them. I'm not getting a dime from them uh, for saying this, but um, for like 10 bucks a month, you can listen to any book that, that they have. And they have a ton of books, not maybe as many as Audible has right now, but it's pretty amazing. So you can listen to great books, maybe fiction books, maybe um, books from authors that you just don't have time to read. You have an hour in the car, you can listen. Um, you can take it's time for quiet once a week. You know, it's no podcast, no radio, just a half an hour to an hour of silence. I mean, that would be pretty great. Um, but, you know, you think about it. What, what circumstance right now in your life isn't changing? And it's hard. Maybe you're caring for a loved one that's ill. Maybe you are, um, you know, even something like you have this house that requires constant maintenance and it's a huge bummer. Uh, maybe you're recovering from, I have a friend who just had ankle surgery and he's a, he's just so active. This guy surfs all the time, all over the place, even though he lives in Minnesota. He uh, had ankle surgery and, you know, he's going to be off his feet for about six weeks. And he said, man, I'm just chomping on the bit. I can't, I can't wait to get this to get this boot off, you know, and I get that. But like, what if he decided for six weeks, he's gonna do something that he wouldn't have the opportunity to do when he was just up and around and moving perfectly? Right? I mean, he could really change his perspective on that. Um, so there are just so many different ways that you can take a circumstance that isn't changing. And isn't going to change, but with a mindful perspective change, you can actually enjoy it. Uh, one example is I was just talking to someone recently. Now, again, here in Minnesota, it's, it's November, and this is the time of year where we're looking forward to, honestly, about four to five to even six months of cold weather. Um, the really bad stuff is, you know, December, January, February. But even March, I mean, and then April, it's not like it's 60 degrees, gang. It's pretty cold still in April. And I typically dread this time of year. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. But this year, I'm actually, I told someone just recently, I'm actually looking forward to winter because I've had a, such a, like a busy season for the last 12 months for a number of reasons. It has been so crazy that I think what I'm saying to myself is, I'm looking forward to winter because I want to bunk in more. Like I want to shut down earlier. I want to sleep more. I want to go out less. I want to have more downtime this winter. And there's a way in which winter in Minnesota, it gives you an excuse to do it. And so I'm kind of looking forward to winter. I'm looking at it as like a gift or permission to do what I really want to do. 
Uh, okay, so whatever it is in your life, think about it. Like what circumstance feels just like a bummer right now? But how might you switch your perspective so that you can actually see it as a gift, right? I mean, an hour in traffic. What about instead of a huge bummer that drove you crazy, you turned it into your time? I remember reading Thich Nhat Hanh, and he said this about time. And he said, when you can switch the perspective from thinking that you have to give all this time to other people or other things, and you just don't have any of your time. You know what I mean by that? Like one hour in traffic per morning, per day, Monday through Friday, that takes away one hour of my time. He said, the joyful person understands that it's all my time. It's all my time. And I'm choosing to spend my one hour per morning, Monday through Friday, to be with my son, to drive in my 2006 Toyota Highlander Hybrid, to be grateful for transportation, to be grateful for a heater in a car when it's warm, when it's cold out. That's my time. That's what I'm choosing to do. That's a huge perspective, right? That's a huge perspective shift. It's all my time. And I'm just going to spend it this way because I'm choosing to. Versus, ah, this terrible thing. I hate this thing. I'm just, ah, this circumstance is killing me. Well, if it's all your time, then you're choosing it. So you can choose a perspective on that thing that's different. So uh, I used to have this job when I was 32 years old. I moved from Detroit, Michigan to um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I had quit my job, and so I didn't have a job. So my wife Mary and I moved into my parents' basement <laughs> at age 32 years old. Awesome. And I write about this in my book, Beginning. So forgive me if this is a, well, this is a freebie if you've heard this one before. But I got a job at this church, and um, it was a temporary job. It was a kind of an entry-level uh, youth group leader type of job. And I felt... Like I could do it, but I felt like, you know, sheepishly, um, but very egotistically, I was way above. I was way, I was just, I was way above it. Uh, and and I would do it because it paid a little bit of money. And I actually worked with some great people, um, but I was, I was way over, over skilled for this job. <laughs> and um, our, one morning, my to-do list was to break down the sound system of this large group event that we had the night before. And as I was doing it, I was thinking, you know, I used to be in a position where other people did this kind of stuff. And I was up meeting with important people or something like that. But I tore down the sound system and then I was hauling uh, the gear uh, to over to this uh, storage uh, closet. And one of the speakers fell and, it, and the case cracked, you know, and I was like, oh, dang. So I just put it back up, stored it in the closet and I felt bad about it, but pff, whatever. And then uh, like the next day, uh, one of the custodian guys said, hey, it was, you know, checking out the sound system. It looks like one of the, you know, looks like one of the speakers, uh, the casing is cracked. Do you, do you know what happened to that? Well, you know, he, he knew I was tearing that thing down. So, but the thing is, you guys, I almost lied. I almost said, no, man, I have no idea. Uh, I have no, because I felt so embarrassed, right? I have no idea. But thankfully, I, I said, yeah, man, I, I, I did it. I, I it dropped off the cart. I'm sorry. I stacked it too high. He's like, well, no big deal. Just, you know, I'm glad I know. I'm glad I know what happened to it. 
But after that, I was like, I, I, I walked away from that situation, that conversation. I was glad that I didn't lie. But I also just felt super like, this is so dumb. I can't believe that I'm doing this job. I mean, it just felt so beneath me. And I know how ridiculous I sound, gang. Okay, so just tongue in cheek, I know it. Um, but then, like, several weeks later, in one of those, now I want to say something in a way that maybe some of you are going to be like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Maybe some of you are going to be like, that is so weird. But from time to time, I get the sense that I actually feel like God, the Spirit, whispers something to me. And it happened. On my way into work one morning, the whisper was, uh, hey, I want you to do your job really well, but I'm going to give you a new job description. What you're really supposed to do around here, in addition to all your duties, do your duties well, but your real new job description here is to just love people. Just spend your time loving people. And... Um, I'm telling you, it just made so much sense to me in that moment that that's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, yeah, I was going to haul sound gear. I was going to do whatever they asked me to do. But as long as I thought, hey, my job is to haul sound gear, I just didn't have any motivation for it. But as soon as my perspective changed to I'm really here to show love to people, to love people well, to listen to people, uh, my enjoyment of this job just went through the roof. It honestly did. And I'm telling you, it's like the job didn't change. I was still hauling sound gear and doing all kinds of stuff um, that later on turned out to be kind of fun. Um, but my perspective changed because I decided that I was going to reframe the reason behind why I was doing these things. Again, I was going to keep doing everything on my job duty list. I was going to do it well. But uh, I, had a, I had a better motivation. Loving people was way better than just ticking off a job duty list. So, um, you know, here we are, uh, folks, a couple days after the midterms here in the U.S. And maybe, maybe the good guys won for you or maybe the good guys lost for you. Maybe the bad guys won for you. Maybe the bad guys lost for you. And maybe you're feeling encouraged or maybe you're feeling really, really discouraged. But what I want to say to you is this, you, you know this is true. I mean, you know this is true. Maybe that there, there are some things that are going to change for the better in terms of the political process in our world based on the elections that were just made. Or maybe some things based on the elections that were just made are going to get a little worse. Um, maybe, maybe because of your vote, good is going to come to the world. Maybe because the, the, the good guys lost, um, bad is going to come to the world. I, I don't know the answer to those questions. What I am going to invite you to do is that starting right now, you start looking for a different motivation, uh, other than just playing by the same incendiary rules that put your group as the top group that knows it all and the other guys as the idiots that don't know anything. I promise you that even if your team won, 
uh, if you have the attitude that your group knows it all and is on top of the world and is got all the answers and the other guys are idiots that are out to burn down the world, if that's your mode of being, if that's if that's your motivation in the world, I promise you, you're going to live a very small existence. And I hate to just put it to you that bluntly, but I believe that from my toes, that there are some things that you actually can do, some mindful choices you can make in this world right now in terms of smiling at someone who cuts you off in traffic, in terms of taking time to walk slower in the grocery store in terms of noticing that harried parent at Target who is absolutely past his limit uh, and um, just just shooting them a smile or shooting up a little prayer. Uh, so um, here is the deal. I want to give you just three encouragements to um, to kind of make it through a circumstance that isn't going to change, but to do it mindfully in such a way that you can affect change that you can, right? So the first thing is just, just to remember is the nature of impermanence. Impermanence means that nothing lasts forever. Everything uh, rises and then falls, just like your breath, just like the seasons, just like the the sun and the moon, everything rises and falls. Everything has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Nothing lasts forever, even when you think it is going to. Nothing does. The, the great temptation is to believe that nothing will ever change, and that leads to desperation. So when you get caught in that, in that like mind-numbing, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to have two more years of this, or four more years of this, God forbid, uh, here, 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 like everything rises and falls. And that doesn't mean that you don't have a, a role to play right now, but it, but it can give you a little hope that things have a beginning, middle, and an end. And this feeling, even a frustration that you have right now, even that, if you can watch it begin and rise and then fall, you will have a much better outlook on life. You will be able to move through some of these, um, some of these things with, with greater levels of peace. Um, here's the other thing. Uh, I want to encourage you when it comes to trying to change your perspective on a situation that you can't change, that it's not fake it till you make it. It's not uh, just like, just try super hard. There. What I'm talking about is a kind of surrender to a different motivation. Uh, don't just get your son to school. Spend time with your son while you're getting your son to school. Don't just move those those that sound system from here to there. Uh, do it, but have a motivation of love. You're going to love people. Uh, you know, don't just clock in and clock out at your work. Uh, clock in, do your work, but um, but decide that that you're going to breathe in joy and breathe out joy. That That's actually a, like a real tangible difference that you can make in your world right now that makes a difference. So it's not fake it till you make it. You got to remember the nature of impermanence. Things have a beginning, middle, and end. And then here's the last thing. Your joy is absolutely connected to how you see challenges. 
Uh, if, if you see a challenging situation that's never going to change in ways that you have no power over it, then the anxiety will get worse. The depression will get worse. Uh, the circumstance will continue to not change, but also you will be imprisoned to your fatalistic attitude about it. And so your joy really is connected to how you see it, how you see your circumstance much more than it is to what your circumstance actually is. And I know it's like, oh, maybe you're super frustrated by that, but I promise you that that is true. And there is a way uh, again, through kind of mindfulness, which is just stopping and returning to the in and out of your breath. When you find yourself being anxious about a circumstance, when you find yourself worrying and spinning out of control uh, because the circumstances and change, there's a returning to your breath, the rise and the fall of it, where you can just, just, just like remember that there is a center that can hold you that's much bigger than your circumstances, much bigger than your environment. Uh, so my friends, no matter how the midterms turned out, again, it's, it's November 5th, I'm recording this. You're listening to this on November 8th. Uh, and so folks, I have no idea how they're gonna turn out, but I have a 100% uh, accurate, I think, prediction that no matter how they turn out, there's gonna be weeping and wailing and, and the anxiety for the winners is gonna be as high as the losers because that's the nature of this ball game. So uh, my friends, I hope that uh, you have a new answer to what are you supposed to do with these lemons? Uh, and I, I hope that these last two episodes, um, an alternative to pushing through and what are you supposed to do with these lemons, uh, has helped you to maybe learn to live with difficult things that aren't changing in new ways. So my friends, uh, whew, great to be in it with you. Uh, we're dust and breath, we're limited and limitless, we're human and holy, and we are in it together. Hey friends, thanks so much for listening to This Good Word. If you love this podcast, there's three ways that you can support my work. One is by jumping on Patreon, patreon.com slash thisgoodword. You can become a patron at various levels and get lots of good free stuff, including free tickets to any live events that I do, signed books, and other stuff. The second way is to share your favorite episodes via Twitter and Facebook, uh, email, however it is that you share content. Let some friends know that you love it. And then third is to go on iTunes and leave a rating or a review. So thanks so much, my friends. We are dust and breath. We are limited and limitless. We are human and holy, and we are in it together.